So today we're just going to go over libertarian Judaism's stance on anti-Semitism. So anti-Semitism needs to be brought back to its original meaning. This isn't internet memes, this isn't a cruel word or something that offends you. This is violence against Jews and their property because those people are Jews and that property belongs to them. This is critical to be able to take on the issue. And at the moment, American Jews are represented by pearl clutchers like the ADL, who would rather virtue signal than help Jews. And a lot of this comes from the fact that Jews are pretty well off in America. We're not under threat in the same way that Jews in Europe are now under threat, or that Jews have historically been under threat. Now that might come back, and there's always a real need to be vigilant. But at the moment, the fight isn't really in America. And that's good, and we shouldn't take it for granted. But we still need a definition of anti-Semitism that is working and can be applied to the cases where it counts. So if a Jew is assaulted, we need to have a term that can apply to that and not to a Pepe meme. We have groups like the ADL that have just devastated any credibility for people actually claiming anti-Semitism because they use it for anything that mildly offends them. So things they don't understand, like a green cartoon frog, are somehow at the same level as you know, jackbooted neo-Nazis, who they perceive everywhere. And this can't be the way that American Jews are represented. We need to really, really make a strong division between physical attacks and even verbal uh, abuses or anything. Calling you a kike might upset you. It might feel threatening in some general sense. But the difference between calling you a kike and curb stomping you because you're Jewish is substantial. And overlooking that isn't helping anyone. And certainly it's not helping the people who actually are suffering. So even the people like who received the most anti-Semitism, so Ben Shapiro apparently statistically gets the most anti-Semitic uh, anti stuff sent to him online. He knows that this is at the end of the day rude. It isn't a threat on his life. He doesn't honestly consider that people will throw his family into gas chambers. They don't have gas chambers. This isn't the same as a credible threat where someone says, you know, let's say if there were some militia group who said, uh, I have an AK and I'm going to come for you with it. I'll be there at 1030. I know where you live. Here's your address. I know your family's names. And can set up the whole thing quite credibly. These are different situations. So even though hearkening back to the Holocaust might seem horrific and unimaginable, it needs to be divorced from violent anti-Semitism, because that still exists. Just because we're in a good time, it doesn't mean it stopped globally. 
We have real things to contend with, and we can't lose such an important word. This is defining to Jews to have this word available and useful. So the more we waste it and the more we, uh, you know, pearl clutches, things get better, the more damage we're doing to the Jewish cause in the future. As we devalue this, and you can already see this across the media, on outlets and in newspapers and journals that have really ruined the meaning of this term by overusing it, they've done nothing but give actually the people who are close to anti-Semites, if they're not quite, they get all the ammo in the world now. Because they can say, oh, Jews just cry anti-Semitism about everything. They got offended by a Facebook post calling them a kike. They don't know what anti-Semitism is. There's no anti-Semitism. This is a perfect world for Jews. And that's crazy. There is anti-Semitism. And we have to have it be divorced in order to keep that. And... Again, this returns to a sense of personal responsibility for terms like this, of when you see things being used in bad ways, it isn't enough to say, oh, CNN shouldn't have made a point of that. You have to say, oh, I probably do that to some extent. Even if you think, oh, I have done that once. That's not insubstantial. If you're one of the few Jews in your community... And you use this in a way that can damage the term's credibility when you actually will need it. That really matters, and it makes more of a difference than people think. So, whenever you have the chance, and whenever it comes up, you have to really think about disconnecting attacks on individuals and their property from what's either verbal or just upsetting. We also have to think about how anti-Semitism and the abuse of the word can blur the line between what should be free speech and criminality. So when we use the term anti-Semitism to, to refer to things that are crimes and aren't crimes, we're admitting that our term doesn't apply. Because when we're using it for things that aren't illegal, they're probably not a big enough deal to put in the same category as pogroms and the Holocaust. When we use it to refer to Pepe, intrinsic to that statement is that we don't think Pepe should be allowed. We don't think memes should be allowed, and we think that people who make them should perhaps be in jail. That's an insane train of thought. Because we all know this isn't the same. And if, we, if anyone among us doesn't know, that's a problem. And we have to keep in mind that free speech is pivotal. This is truly among the most important rights beyond 
self-preservation and life itself. So when we deal with anti-Semitism, we need to make sure that we're maintaining freedom because this counts for Jews uniquely. We can ensure that we'll be free when people with such awful opinions as Nazis can also speak freely. In an America that lets these people speak, Jews will also be free. In an America that can clamp down on Nazi speech, Jewish speech can also be clamped down upon. And we really need to be just unwavering in our support of free speech. So that when our feelings are hurt, that's okay. Because that's a cost of doing business that is the only way things stay going for us. Jewish life in America has prospered because it's a free society. This is a country that we've been in since before it was founded. That's remarkable. And that this is always... It, Jews might have gone through something here, but nothing here was as bad as anywhere else, even at the worst moments. So we need to really appreciate a country that we can thrive into this degree and understand why it's thriving. And it's because of these freedoms. And when we're the ones who are at risk of you know, endangering a freedom like this, or having the effect of potentially limiting the First Amendment should be all the reason someone needs not to overuse the word anti-Semitism and to take the potential mental pains of having other people be allowed to speak and be extremely, extremely glad that this is all we have to suffer. If you could have spoken to Jews at any other time in history and told them, hey, no one's going to attack you, they're not going to chase you out of town, uh, no one's going to show up at your doorstep late at night with a weapon, and armies won't occasionally come through and slaughter you all, they would think it was heaven. They wouldn't care that someone calls them a name now and then. That's the absolute goal of society, is to say, oh, we can live safely and freely. So when the cost of that is having to deal with other people's freedoms, we should be grateful. And the misuse of anti-Semitism really can endanger this by blurring the border between criminality and free speech. And Jews in particular need to be the ones who have the correct way of thinking about this. If all the non-Jews in the media cry anti-Semitism, the Jews need to be able to stand up and say, hey, I actually don't think this should really qualify as anti-Semitism. That was rude. You can say it was rude uniquely because you were Jewish. 
but this shouldn't fall under the same category that violence falls under. And that's an extremely important distinction. And if we're the good people on that, if Jews are the ones correcting non-Jews who are overusing the term, we're actually going to come out on the right side of this issue. And you'll disarm the people with bad intentions. Because if we're the ones with the highest bar for what it takes to meet the criteria of anti-Semitism, it's going to be clear that we understand how well we're doing. And we understand what real anti-Semitism is. So if other people are abusing it, it's important to really say, look, I'm Jewish, that's, that's not really a problem for me. I value freedom much more than I value uh, constantly being spoken nice words to. I don't need to be complimented by everyone. I can live freely and happily, and that's enough for me. So hopefully the takeaways from this will be that we as Jews need to have the highest bar for anti-Semitism. We need to be the people pushing things out from that label rather than trying to include as much as possible. By including as much as possible, we're weakening a term that, if Jewish history shows anything, we will have to depend on again. And disconnecting verbal and internet insults from physical violence is crucial. And if you haven't thought about this before, think about how you can actually start bringing this into conversations you have about the topic. Not just randomly, we don't need rants on anti-Semitism more than we have them. But make sure that your behavior is living up to your ideals. And make sure that at the end of the day, no one will be able to say Jews are the reason freedoms became limited. Anti-Semitism and its improper application as a term are a really serious threat to free speech going forward. And Jews need to really realize they're being represented by the worst people for these words and the worst people to represent them as a people. The Anti-Defamation League does not care about Jewish interests. It cares about looking like a good advocacy group and looking like they're sufficiently activist. Neither of these things help Jews. If they wanted to bring it back to focusing on violent incidents and perhaps using their funds to pay the medical bills of people who were violently attacked in anti-Semitic, real anti-Semitic incidents, that would be an amazing step forward. And these things can be done. None of this is out of reach. And if you're interested in the ideas I'm discussing, find more on our website, libertarianjudaism.com. 
or on our Patreon page at patreon.com slash libertarianjudaism. Thanks for listening. Bye.